0: Awesome with Allison and Eric too. I am Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, my lover and yours, Mr. Eric Robertson. Good evening. We are actually doing a nighttime podcast. Woo!
1: The ghosts are coming.
0: Spooky. I am so. So, so excited for this episode, and I know I probably say that every episode, but to be fair, this episode is a couple years in the making. I have been talking about wanting to do this. I've been alluding to it. I cry often as I listen to the soundtrack. Um, The other day, I was really low, and I like rallied myself and then got in the car and sang along two songs from... Moana!
1: Make way!
0: That was so good! Moana, it's time you knew! Okay, this is episode 131, The Gospel of Moana. Yes, I am talking about a Disney movie. I am, I wouldn't say that I am like a Disney freak. There are are Disney enthusiasts in this world. Yes. Like, can you think of people who are like really into Disney, Eric?
1: Yeah. There was one dating your brother a while ago.
0: Oh my gosh. I forgot. Yes. Okay. So there are like, maybe you're one and I respect you and I honor you. I am a Moana enthusiast and, and Disney is great. Disney movies are awesome. I think that there is truth everywhere, in so many places. And one of my favorite things to do is to look for principles of truth, stories for truth in every single thing all the time, everything I do. (laughs) I would say that's kind of how I operate my life. There are just so many truths In Moana and here's why I'm excited to do this episode. I've done a couple other episodes like this where I share what I really love about books and I've actually never done it with a movie before so I'm excited to do it but here's why I think that this could really be helpful right now. It is August. You might be going back to school. You might be not going back to school. Your kids might be going back to school. Your kids might not be going back to school. You might have decided to start homeschooling. You might have lost a job recently. You might have started a new job recently. Maybe you lost part of your job and you're looking for additional income. There are just so many pivots and changes and the overarching themes in the conversations i'm having with the people in my life is i'm just i'm just trying to figure out what to do with all of this i'm trying to figure out what to do next i'm trying to figure out how to deal with these hard things from my past that are resurfacing i have talked to so many people who have hard things resurfacing from their past. And then also talking to so many people who just feel frantic and panicked and I thought I had everything set up and I worked so hard to get all these things set up and then school shut down or this shut down and I don't know what to do. And the reason why I love Moana is it is one of the most beautiful hero's journeys. What a hero's journey does is it invites us to become the hero of our own story. That's what I want to do with this episode is I want to invite you for just this little time we have together. And I don't know if you've noticed, it's been months since I have done a podcast episode on my own with Eric. Hey, bub.
1: Yeah, it's been a while.
0: This is the message from my heart now (laughs) after months of wanting to share other messages. And I'm going to keep doing that. I've loved all of the guests that we have. Like I just feel so grateful to all of them, and they are all heroes of their stories. What I want to do with this episode is invite you to pause the doubt, pause the fear, pause the uncertainty, pause the disbelief, pause the panic... I'm not saying you have to let it go. I'm not saying that your problems aren't huge and overwhelming, because I, I'm positive that they are. But I hope that the principles, the takeaways we're going to talk about, I'm going to take you through Moana, the movie. I know, this is a <laughs> I'm going to take you through the movie, The Hero's Journey of Moana, and I want you to see yourself as the hero of your journey. So uh, hero's journeys are archetypal, meaning there's an archetype that's set forth and they usually follow these set patterns. In looking at Moana as a hero's journey, you know, she has her all her different parts. We're gonna we're gonna go through them, so I'm not gonna do it right now. And I just want you to to say where where am I in this story? Oh, I'm just right at the beginning. I'm just getting brave enough to go set sail, or I'm I'm up against a monster and I've gone into the to the underworld into the realm of monsters. I'm in the realm of monsters. Or maybe you're at the point that Moana gets to where she completely gives up and decides that this journey was not for her. It doesn't matter what point you're at. You're going to get a lot from all of it. I'm going to take you through. But what is the gospel of Moana? What do I mean by that? By gospel, I just mean the truth, the word. Here's what I think one of the most beautiful, overarching messages of Moana is. If I were to say, what is the gospel of Moana? It is that we save the world by saving our hearts. We save the world by knowing our hearts, by knowing the worth of our one heart. What does Moana do? She saves her world. But first, but first, she has to know and understand who she is. And I think so many of us, me raising my hand, me, we want to save the world. We want to save our families. We want to save our islands, okay, before we have any idea of who we are it is through this journey of setting out forward that Moana helps understand who she is. If you have not seen the movie Moana and you're like, I'm just done, I'm basically going to recount it enough. You're going to be fine. If you don't like cartoons, that's fine too. There's just so many beautiful truths. So Moana is a girl on an island. She is the daughter of the village chief, descendant of Voyagers. Right from the beginning, Moana doesn't really feel like she fits in. She is a girl who loves her island but she is also a girl who loves the sea. I'm going to quote a lot of Moana lyrics during this. It calls her and there's some really beautiful examples of the ocean speaking to Moana as a young little baby. So do you remember that part, Eric, where the the ocean, do you know what, like the first, mm-hmm. I'm not going to quiz you on Moana, do you know what No, like, you,
1: sh- you should. I should, yeah. Everyone should know this movie. <laughs> Do you
0: know the first time the ocean kind of speaks to Moana?
1: Yeah. She's a baby. She wanders off. Well, I like the first part where the movie opens up with the narrator giving the lore of the island. And then all the kids are freaked out, except she's, like, stoked on it because it's kind of a scary story. Yeah. Yeah, so she wanders off, and she's chasing a shell, I think.
0: Yeah. Is she— yeah and the,
1: the ocean interacts with her there
0: and here's what i love about the the metaphor the imagery of this of this story is that the ocean what does the ocean represent throughout this is the ocean represents whatever the greater universe life force is to you right so whether that is a life force energy. And it was funny, I was talking to somebody about this word and I was like, I used to kind of not like that concept of, it sounds so hippy-dippy, life force energy. But if you actually think of those words together in quantum physics, like terminology, like the energy of the life force that is all around us, I actually really love the term life force energy now. So the ocean represents that life force energy or God, or the universe or love a higher power it it can also maybe to you represent your intuition your knowing your connection to a divine Something greater beyond yourself. The ocean, it speaks to her as a small child and it kind of foreshadows for her that it's going to be calling to her. And then all throughout Moana growing up, she feels this call inside of her. And I'm going to kind of fast forward to Moana. Well, what I love is the first time Moana goes to set sail, it's to solve a problem. The, the island is decaying and they're, they're not able to find the fish. And so she doesn't start on a quest to find herself. She starts on a quest to solve a problem. And that's the first little ding, the first little takeaway, is so often we want to find ourselves, and we're going to go on this huge journey, and we're going to read all these books, and we're going to dive in, and then we're like, I can't find myself, I can't find myself. Well, sometimes I think that's a a little too big and a little too abstract. I think wherever you are, there you are, and it's a perfect place to begin. And if you want to learn more about yourself, and you want to get more connected to yourself, just try to tap in maybe to a problem that you would like to solve. We have such negativity bias as human beings. It's something that keeps us safe. That's why we're able to see the world in problems. And what Moana does is she looks to serve in the greater good for her island and and goes off to solve this problem. But what happens the first time... She can't, she she goes out to sail. Do you know?
1: Uh, well, the, she doesn't get past the reef, right?
0: She can't get past the reef. She can't get past the reef because the waves get bigger. She's not even thinking that she's—at this point, she's not— She's also
1: really inexperienced at sailing.
0: She's really inexperienced at sailing. She isn't even setting off on some big journey. She's like, I think if I can just get past the reef, there's going to be fish out there. I'm positive. I know that this can happen. So she boards her boat, and she's going to get out there. She gets out, and she kind of gets this gust of wind, and she gets going. And then she has this crashing failure. Do you want to know what is so crazy? Tell me. do you know how many people quit after that first crashing failure?
1: Probably most.
0: I, I don't I don't want to say almost everybody. Yeah, I don't
1: know I really don't know, but I mean so
0: many. And isn't it so sad to think? How many people have quit after that first crashing failure? And I want to just take a moment to acknowledge whatever your first crashing failure is. Because Moana actually gets her foot wedged in the reef and it's like really dangerous.
1: Traumatic even.
0: It's exactly. That's what it is. It's traumatic. And I think that a lot of us, a lot of people have first crushing failures in their childhood that are traumatic, that teach them that the world isn't safe, the world isn't a place to be trusted, or the ocean isn't a place to be trusted. The ocean, that that guiding force, that intuition, that thing that you might feel you're connected to, it has abandoned you, it has left you in the dark. It it truly does not feel safe to connect to it again. What I love, how Moana decides to go back out again. Her grandma guides her. Grandma is the one who shows her her ancestors. Her grandma turns her towards models of the past. And this is a really beautiful principle is that as human beings, we are better able to see futures for ourselves. This is why diversity, inclusion, and, and sharing different stories matters so much is because in order to see ourselves in a different, in a different way, in a different um, future, it's often so helpful when we can see something modeled for us. So this is also a super awesome principle when you are trying to get past that big failure, when you're trying to get past that big traumatic event, is how does Moana do it? She's lucky enough to have a grandma who's guiding her. Some of us are lucky enough to have family ancestors who are guiding us, and that's such a beautiful blessing to have. But we can also get out there and seek models. Seek models for people who have overcome or have voyaged to the place that we want to go. And Moana literally gets this connection to her past and realizes that her people were voyagers. And she's always felt so wrong in her community because they're just happy. Everybody's happy on this island. And, you know, m- make way, make way. Moana's time you knew. The village of new is all you need. The village of Motinu, the island you live on, where you are right now, happiness is where you are. That's literally one of the opening songs, is you're going to find happiness right where you are. This is a true principle. This is an absolute true principle. You're going to find happiness right where you are. But Moana feels almost guilt and shame because she feels like there's more. She feels like she needs to know more. And her grandma, who has labeled herself as the village crazy lady, is the person in her life who looks at her and says, Moana, exactly as you are, you're great. Go out there and do what you feel in your heart. Like, we're... The happiness where you are, the island, your past, just because you're off in search of something new, just because you want to broaden your horizons, it doesn't mean you're abandoning your past. And I feel like this is also such an important block for people, especially like in a self improvement, self development sense, or when they start to like want to achieve new goals. They're so worried about how they're going to disappoint and let down the people around them who are happy with them in the role they're in in that moment. Right. And this holds so many people back. So the second time Moana decides to go out and her her grandma tells her she harks back to that lore, Eric, like you said, how the movie opens with this lore that Maui um, has stolen the heart of Te taken this heart of tefiti this this beautiful mountain now the the island the seas the oceans are dying the heart of tefiti which is just this stone the ocean has given it to moana and that's when she's a little girl at the beginning of the story the ocean gives her this and her grandma reveals that she has saved this for her that she has seen this vision of her restoring the heart of Tahiti and she tells her she need, you need to go find Maui you need to sail across the ocean you need to find Maui and you need to make him restore the heart of Tahiti so she kind of gets her marching orders so now she goes back to that same reef, to that same break in the waves, but she is equipped with a clear plan. She's equipped with a mission. I think that this is another thing that you can say, where am I in my hero's journey? Maybe you've experienced that first failure. Maybe you've experienced that, that trauma, that heartache, and maybe not just the first one in your life, but the first one in your new journey, in your new realm. You've sat back. You've examined what you want to do. You've maybe licked your wounds a little bit. Hopefully, you've done some healing. You've been equipping yourself with new tools. And that's what Moana does. And then she gets a game plan in place. I want you to think about Moana's plan. She is going to find Maui and say this I am Moana of Matanui. You will board my boat, sail across the ocean, and restore the heart of Tefiti. She does not know how to sail. She does not know where Maui is. She does not know where the Heart of Te goes. (laughs) This is her entire plan. This is not just a Disney movie. This is not just some fantasy tale. From my personal life experience, this is always about as much of a plan as I have for anything I'm doing. We think in order to make huge change figure out who we are, and all of this, find the purpose of our life. What is my purpose? What is my purpose? That we have to know so so much more than we know. And you want to know what that does is it keeps us in a state of never knowing. It keeps us in a state of inaction. It keeps us in a state of overwhelm. When really, all you need to do is look. Look. You want to know what Moana says to the chicken? When they're sailing, she has got that little chicken, her little Disney princess, hey, hey. She has her Disney princess sidekick chicken with her. And she says, It's okay, hey, hey, the ocean is my friend. This same ocean that crashed her boat, this same ocean that gave her this calling, this same ocean that she feels like abandons her, she says to Hey, hey, in the very beginning, It's okay, we can trust the ocean, the ocean is my friend. How does this connect to her three points of a plan? She trusts in the ocean. I just want you to decide for you what the ocean represents. Maybe the ocean represents love. Maybe the ocean represents the universe. Maybe the ocean represents God. Maybe the ocean represents just your your highest, most attuned, beautiful self. She doesn't need to know every single detail of the plan. She doesn't need to know how to sail a boat. She doesn't need to know every aspect of what she's going to do. All she needs to know... Is that she got a little piece of direction. She got a little bit of intuition. And she's going to trust that the ocean and life and everything is going to work together for her good. And then she gets on a boat. And there's this really beautiful imagery of her grandma who passes away right before she gives Moana this advice. You're going to go find Maui and restore the heart of Te Her grandma says she's going to come back as a stingray. And there's this beautiful imagery of this, like, stingray in the ocean, and it guides Moana up over the break that before crashed her. Mm -hmm. I think that this is so powerful because I think that there are people in your life living, maybe not living, ancestors, family members, friends. They want to help you over the big breaks. They want to help you. And what's the difference between the first time Moana sets out and the second time Moana sets out? Does she learn how to sail? No. Does she get some instruction guide or here's how it's going to work? No. She just has more faith and more confidence in herself. She doesn't have any more skill. The skill comes later. Moana is the best movie ever. (laughs) This, you guys, this is life. This is literally how my life goes. This is how it always goes. Read any memoir. Watch any success story. This is how it goes. So this ocean that is her friend, this ocean that she trusts in, what happens next? A big storm.
1: Oh, then that's, that's what it causes the wreck.
0: crashes her boat. Her boat flips, a storm happens, she's out there, she's got her loose plan, and she looks up and she says to the ocean, can I get a little help? How many of us, can I get a yes, right now in your car, while you're folding your laundry, are looking at the ocean, are looking at God, are looking at the universe, are looking at this earth right now and saying, but can I please just get a little help? And guess what? where she crashes. Eric,
1: Maui's Island.
0: On the island of Maui.
1: Not of Hawaii, but of Maui, N- of the Maui. demigod. Maui, yeah. <laughs> Maui the
0: demigod that is going to re- help her restore the heart of Tafiti, so she thinks. And she shows up, she crashes on the island. Who crashes her on that island? The well, ocean. The ocean. The ocean. <sighs> Everything is coming together for your good. Remember a few years ago when I got hit by a car? Do you remember that, Eric? (laughs) uh, Barely. Do you remember when the ocean took a car and crashed it into (laughs) my human person? Yeah. And I said to Eric, I just was doing so good and I was working so hard and this is going to set me back. And do you remember what you said to me?
1: I don't, actually. You
0: said this just catapulted you forward. Oh, okay. And you want to know what, you guys? I'm three years post-accident almost, and it really, really did. I do not wish a boat crash for you. I do not wish cancer, a death, loss, a car accident, trauma, abuse. I don't wish any of that for you. But just know that whatever happens, it's going to take you where you need to go. It can take you where you need to go. And in Moana's case, that's why it's a beautiful hero's journey. It literally crashes her onto the island where Maui has been stranded and living. And you want to know what Maui does when he gets there? He doesn't say, yes, Moana, let me help you. Yes, Moana, this seems like a great idea. He tries to trick her.
1: (laughs) Doesn't he lock her in a cave or something?
0: He entertains her. By singing, you're welcome, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he intimidates her. He puts her into imposter syndrome. Mm. You don't know how to sail a boat. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. I've done. I, I'm
1: the demigod.
0: I'm a demigod. Who are you, you little mortal? And he flashes his pecs and his big muscles at her and he tells her all the things that he's done. And this is exactly what it feels like when you get out there and you start trying to run your business and have a meeting, or you get out there and you show up at your first meeting to learn how to homeschool your kids, or you get out there and you take your first lesson. There's somebody, or you put up your first Instagram post, or you tell your, you know, mother-in-law or your sister the business or the project you want, you want to start, right? Oh, no, 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 you cute, silly thing. You don't know how to do that. You're welcome. Right? Just stay yeah, I where- saved
1: you all the trouble. I You're saved welcome. you all the
0: trouble. Stay where you are. And he locks her in a cave on his little island and steals her boat. <laughs> yeah. He locks her in a cave and steals her boat. And Moana still has what Paulo Coelho in The Alchemist refers to as that beginner's luck. And that's the other story that we've done kind of this step-by-step with, if you want to listen to that, because I love that hero's journey as well, is there's that beginner's luck. And Moana is still kind of having, you're like, no, the ocean crashed and all these things. You guys, this is life. This is just the tip of the iceberg for her. This is still that beginner's luck. She hasn't really moved into the skill set other than she's taking her skills. She's a good climber. She has determination. She's taking the skills from her life on the island, and she's taking that confidence, and she's bringing it to this new situation. And the skills that she's going to need for the second half of this huge journey, for the second half of what will be almost a battle, she's going to learn those in the journey, on the process. You guys, you think that you have to figure everything out and have all of the skills in order to accomplish and create the beautiful life of your dreams. But it is in the creating of the life of your dreams that you acquire the skills to make the beautiful life. Does that? Do you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely.
0: As you just attempt to show up and be a conscious creator, a conscious hero of your journey. That's how you acquire the skills. It's not by sitting down beforehand and saying, "I know how to sail a boat. I know how to return the heart of Tafiti. I know how to do all of these things." Right you just set out. You set out to have a beautiful life. And when you set out to have a beautiful life and know yourself and live your highest purpose, that's when you learn how to do it. And I love what happens next is Moana, she takes that skill. She takes that know-how. She gets on the boat with Maui and he keeps trying to push her off. He keeps trying to push her off. And you know what happens?
1: The ocean doesn't... She keeps coming back from the, the ocean? The ocean
0: keeps launching her back yeah, onto the boat. that's right. <laughs> and I feel like maybe you don't have somebody like Maui, a demigod, who's pushing you off your boat. Maybe you do, right?
1: Could be yourself.
0: That's what I was about to say. Oh, okay. Sorry. Who pushes me off my own boat?
1: Oh, it's always you.
0: Always. I... Literally l- no
1: one else ever I does. I
0: literally stand on my boat and just go, well... I better just plunge into the water now. And then I plunge into the water and then I I surrender and I go back and I fear, I just freaking keep getting put back on that boat, keep getting put back on that boat. Do you guys know how many times I've tried to quit the podcast, Instagram, being on the internet? I talk about quitting every three months, if not more. And I would say it's gotten less over the years but I would say at least once or twice a year, you can go back, listen to the podcast, go back. If you're in my my coaching programs, be like, you guys, last month I came the closest to quitting I've ever come. <laughs> do you know how many times I've said that? Oh
1: yeah, I hear it.
0: <laughs> All the time. But at my core, I believe that one of my gifts, one of my talents is I just really do trust and I really do flow. And I keep surrendering right when I think I can't surrender anymore.
1: Hold on. I think that's a gift that you've cultivated over the last couple of years.
0: The surrender. Yeah. The trust I actually, I'm a pretty trusting person. Yeah. And so I think I naturally took that trust and have taken the trust in and learned how to elevate it to surrender. Not something I'm still working on, but the ocean keeps slapping her back on the boat. I want you to ask yourself, what's the boat your ocean keeps slapping you back on that you keep trying to quit? For me, it's talking and sharing my voice. I just have decided I'm just going to do these things that don't have me talking and don't put myself out there. It's too emotionally raw. It's too vulnerable. I'm not strong enough. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm sick of feedback. I'm done. And then the opportunities, the joy, the flow, everything just slaps me right back on that train. And it's literally hysterical. So then the ocean slaps her back on the boat. Maui just can't kick her. And then the little pirates, those little coconut pirates come, the Kokomoa. And those are the outside challenges. So right now, I feel like we've been showing all of Moana's internal challenges and how much she's had to fight and overcome just to get this far on her journey. And now she's just starting to get the external challenges. Mm -hmm. And one thing I love that Maui says, Moana looks to the ocean again for help. And Maui, who has suffered a lot of loss and sadness himself, says, the ocean doesn't help you, you help yourself. So Maui is all about taking action, 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 but he's lost faith. He's lost his intuition. He's lost how to trust because he's lost his hook. Now, his hook is what transformed him and makes him a shapeshifter. His hook is what gave him all of his power. But here's what Maui teaches us. Here's what the character of Maui teaches us and why Maui is part of the hero's journey. He's a guide for Moana, but he's also somebody for us to learn from because Maui is the archetype of your power coming from an outside source. His power coming from this magical hook. And without his hook, he doesn't believe in the ocean. He doesn't believe in himself. He literally, without his hook, maroons himself on an island for centuries. And that's what happens when we believe that our power, that our value happens by what we achieve and what we give and what other people tell us our value is. As we, mar- we maroon ourselves on an island, we become stuck. Isn't that beautiful?
1: Mm-hmm. I was thinking that with that perspective and with that belief, you know, all from all the external, it's so much easier to give up. Yeah, you know, if if you feel like that's the only thing pushing you or the only thing that brings value, that when once it's gone or you perceive that it's gone, it's like yeah, giving up's easy and who cares?
0: So I've had some. Everybody has, but I've had some big blows. I've had some big blows in the area of where I hold all my value and worth, and I've also had in the in the actual same week. And one day I'll share the story with you all. In the same week, I had some of my biggest victories and the biggest blows. In the place I hold all of my value, which if you're new to me, is my career and achievements. <laughs> Everybody holds their value in a different place. And I no longer am saying, oh, my place is wrong or right or bad or good. It just is. It's where I hold a lot of value. It's, it's my Achilles heel, right? I feel like, I feel really, really proud of myself because when that happened, when the big blows came, I had a panic attack and I went really low And I woke up in the morning and I had to go do some coaching and hard things after this huge blow to my confidence. And I looked in the mirror and I said, Allison, it doesn't matter. None of that matters, right? What you achieve, what people say, what people don't say, none of it matters. Who are you? Who are you? And what do you believe about yourself? And this is where, that place is where Moana starts to come to. What do I believe about myself? What do I believe in my abilities? Right? And they overcome the outside challenges of Kokomoa, the little coconuts. And Maui starts to get a little teeny tiny bit of respect for Moana and her tenacity. And then they come up to their next big challenge and they go to the realm of monsters guys, are we in the realm of monsters right now or what? And here's the most fun thing. So I'm watching the movie Moana with my little girl, Fiona, and I'm taking all of these notes and crying. And she keeps being like, mom, why are you crying? And I'm like, because Moana is so beautiful. And Fiona goes, mom, mom, are monsters real? And I say to Fiona, these monsters are real to Moana. Are monsters real? What are your monsters? Your monsters are real to you. How did I start this podcast that right now so many of us are being asked to face monsters that we have avoided facing or not been asked to face before in our life? And we want to discount them or say they're not as bad as other people's monsters or they're not as scary or they're not real, right? But your monsters are are real to you. And you want to know what Moana has to do for the next part of her journey? She has to dive into the realm of monsters. And you want to know the cool thing about the realm of monsters? It's an actual, literal, upside-down world. It goes down under the ocean. It's like Alice falling down the rabbit hole, right? It's like Dorothy going from the black and white world into the colorful world of Oz. She has to leave who she used to be behind to become who she's meant to be. This, I feel like in the last few years, this is what I've been asked to do is leave who I used to be behind in so many ways to become who I'm meant to be and face these monsters. A really, really cool thing is right before they go into the realm of monsters, Maui again, again says, who do you think you are to to be following me? And the reason Maui's going into the realm of monsters is because he wants to get his hook back. And he says, Who do you think you are? Moana says to him, still holding on to that faith, The ocean chose me for a reason. And Moana is the only person, Moana is the only person who believes in that. Okay, so we're about to go into the realm of monsters where we meet one of my favorite characters who sings the song Shiny. <laughs> And now is the perfect time to tell you, (laughs) oh, you guys are going to hate me and love me for how good this is. This episode is Celebration Sponsorship by Shine Cosmetics. Oh my gosh, I said, hey, do you guys want to sponsor a podcast episode when we launch my lip gloss, and I'm going to do it all about Moana, and they were like, yes, that sounds great, Allison, just go ahead and do that. So this week, if you follow me on Instagram, if you get my newsletter, you know that I launched a lip gloss, the most perfect shade of iridescent pink called Awesome, with my favorite makeup company called Shine Cosmetics, and I love Shine because it's in the name, They want to empower women. And I love Shine so much because it's makeup for people who are intimidated by makeup. A lot of the time. It's very easy to use. My lip gloss, the, one, of, one of my goals for my lip gloss that I created is you can put it on without looking in the mirror. You don't need a full face of, of makeup to put it on and feel awesome. And it is this perfect iridescent pink. And it's shiny. It reminds me of Tomatoa because I relate to Tomatoa the crab so much, who loves everything shiny and is just attracted to everything that glitters mm, fish dinners, right? My goal was, listen, you don't need a lip gloss to be as awesome as you are. You don't need makeup. You don't need to do anything, achieve anything, accomplish anything to be awesome and feel awesome. But I thought, how fun is it to have this opportunity to partner with Shine Cosmetics who really truly believes in empowering women, and I know that because I've worked with them for a long time now, create something that you guys can put on your lips and when you put it on, it sparkles, it shimmers just a little bit and reminds you of the beautiful shiny awesomeness that's inside of you. And that's why we called it awesome. And so right now, we're doing a, a, like a special 15% off just this week. At the end of this week, the same code will get you 10% off. And if you use the code Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, it's going to get you 15% off my lip gloss called Awesome. But it also will get you 15% off their BB cream, their bronzer, any of the other awesome makeup on Shine that you want to try. So you should definitely check them out. So you can follow them on Instagram at Shine, like Shine Bright, like a diamond, Cosmetics, Shine Cosmetics, or check them out online, ShineCosmetics.com. They are so helpful. They help you color match but you're also just going to need my gloss. And so I just want to thank Shine for being excited to partner with me to be a part of this podcast. I can choose to wear any makeup that I want to wear, and I have all of the nicest expensive brands of makeup, and I choose all of my Shine cosmetics all day, every day. It's what I wear. So be sure to check it out. We're going to have a link to it in the show notes, and I want to thank them again for partnering with me and sponsoring this episode and for helping me launch such a fun lip gloss that I know my awesome with Allison, awesome empire, I know you guys are going to love. So be sure to check that out. Okay, now we're going to get back to Tomatoa that shiny... <laughs> That shiny little clam, right? That shiny well, he's a he's a crab. He's so funny. Mm -hmm. It's Jermaine Clemens, right? Mm -hmm. So here's what I love so much about Tomatoa is he's kind of like so many parts of me where he starts by saying, Did your granny say listen to your heart? I've got three words. Your granny lied. What's on the inside doesn't count. Everything on the outside counts. It's shiny and shimmers. Shiny. That's what life is all about. Why I love so much that Tomatoa is kind of this second external challenge, right? they've They've done the coconuts. and now they're going into the realm of monsters. She has to dive down, leave who she was, be in this upside down world. And you want to know what happens a lot of time. The same thing happens to Dorothy. The same thing happens to Alice. They get in the upside down world, and it's easy to forget who you are in the search of becoming who you're going to be. And it's easy to get distracted by what's shiny. It's easy to get distracted by the big paycheck, by the hot body. You want a hot body? You want a Maserati? Right? Like it's easy to get distracted by those things. It's so easy at this point in your journey, you've gotten a little bit of success. You've gotten a little bit of skill. You're diving and then you start comparing yourself to other people. So he sings the song to Moana, but then when he realizes that Maui's there and Maui's there for his hook, Tomatoa the crab has his hook, he says to Maui all of the things that will hurt him the most. Isn't that crazy? He knows Maui and he says all of the things that will hurt him the most. That are gonna stop him, and he says, "Far from the love of these humans, they abandon you. They made you feel needed. You tried to be tough, but your armor's just not tough enough, right?" And Maui has already lost all this faith in himself. He's already lost all this confidence. And again, Moana comes. Moana comes in, and he helps. She helps Maui out, and and he gets his hook back. And they overcome this, and finally, finally now, Maui starts to have confidence in her. And you know what is so awesome? In order for Moana to do the next part of the journey, which is sail across the great ocean, she has to learn wayfinding. She has to learn wayfinding from Maui. That's the skill that he has. In order to do that, she needs the skill that he has. But she didn't need it until this point. When she needs the skill, Maui gets the faith in her, and then she's able to get the skill. And you want to know the skill that Moana has that she gives to Maui? She knows how to trust herself and follow the ocean and follow that intuition. And so she helps Maui relearn that skill. And then Maui starts giving her his skill of wayfinding. And wayfinding is so, so cool So cool, because here's what Maui says wayfinding is. Wayfinding is knowing where you are by knowing where you've been. It's seeing where you're going in your mind. This is so beautiful because I really believe that we are limitless creators. I'm reading the coolest book right now. It is so heady and so deep. I tried to read it a few months ago, and like my brain was too mushy to read it, but I can do it a little bit more now. It's Deepak Chopra's Metahuman. And he literally just goes through and illustrates like all of the ways that humans are just beyond human and are so limitless. And he talks about quantum physics, and he talks about the Ice Age, and he talks about creation. It is so cool because it really just helps you see how little of our limitless potential we tap into. And in order to tap into that, in order to be true creators— this principle of wayfinding, seeing where you're going in your mind, right? You have that creation. You create it in your mind. So now Maui and Moana, now he teaches her, this is kind of like a fun, happy part. And he starts teaching her the skill of wayfinding. And they're gonna go and they are gonna restore the heart. And he's gonna, he's got his hook back, he's got his confidence back, and they were gonna restore the heart of Tafiti. Moana and Maui get there, and they, they do it. They go up against the big monster. What happens? Do they succeed?
1: No. <laughs> I remember watching it. It's like, okay, cool. We've gone through all the crap. Now it's going to be good. We're going to get to the ending. It's going to be great. And no. They
0: don't succeed.
1: They don't even come close.
0: They don't. They don't come close. And Maui says this mission is cursed, and he loses all of his confidence again. When it doesn't work out the way he thinks the first time he thinks it should work out, hi, my name is Allison and I identify with Maui, (laughs) he loses all his faith and confidence. This is the big reckoning. Maui loses his faith. He's about to break his hook. He still, even though he has a little more confidence and faith and Moana has shown him this, this trust, he still has so much value wrapped up in this hook. And he says, Moana, we can't go up against Taka again. We can't go up against the big sea monster, Taka, to get to Te Because that's what happens. They go up against this big lava monster, Taka. And Maui's going to break his hook. His hook's not going to work anymore. And it's the big reckoning. They don't succeed. And Moana Moana says, Okay, we're going to try again. We're going to try again. And Maui says, no, I'm done. And he leaves. And at that point, Moana decides to give up. I don't know why I'm crying about Moana, but she does. She turns to the ocean. Maui leaves and she turns to the ocean and she says, take it back. Take the heart of Te back. You have to find someone else. And every other time Moana has tried to give the heart of Te back. She's tried to deny her purpose. She's tried to deny her mission. The ocean refuses to let her. It puts her back on the boat, right? But all of that was before Moana fought all these battles and before Moana developed so much. And I feel like, and she learns how to way find, and she learns more of who she is, and she becomes more of this really truly developed character. And I feel like the ocean gets to this point, right? Where it's her and the ocean have this relationship, and it respects her, and it says, "You get to choose now. You get to choose if you put this journey forward. She has to choose." She has to choose, and she decides she's not going to do it. And what happens in that moment?
1: Is that when Grandma comes?
0: Yes! <laughs> and I want to read what her Grandma says to her. I know a girl from the island, so her Grandma comes to her like in a dream and a vision. She stands apart from the crowd. She loves the sea and her people. She makes her whole family proud. She loves the sea, the adventure, but she also loves her people. You guys, we can love both. Sometimes the world seems against you. The journey may leave a scar, but scars can heal and reveal just where you are. The people you love will change you. The things you have learned will guide you. And nothing on earth can silence the quiet voice still inside you. And when that whisper, and when that voice starts to whisper, Moana, you've come so far. Moana, listen. Do you know who you are? That's what the ocean is letting her decide in this moment because she is the only person who can decide it. The ocean lets her give the heart back. The ocean takes it. It takes it back and says, okay. And then her grandma comes to her, this guide, this outer guidance comes to her in this moment, and then Moana goes... Who am I? I am a girl who loves my island. I am a girl who loves the sea. You guys, that is so beautiful. We are all people who love what we know, our island, the land, the certainty. And we also love the uncertainty, the freedom, the variety, the adventure. We get to be both. And then she says, it calls me. I am the daughter of the village chief descended from voyagers who found a way across the world. They call me. I've delivered us to where we are. I have journeyed farther. I am everything I've learned and more. Still, it calls me. And then this is the big epiphany, the reckoning, the realization. And the call isn't out there at all. It's inside me. It's like the tide, always falling and rising. I will carry you here in my heart. You'll remind me that come what may, (laughs) I know the way I am Moana. And it's her choice. It's her choice to decide at some point I know who I am. It's so beautiful. The journey may leave a scar, but scars heal and reveal where you are, much like the wayfinding. You have to know where you've come from to know where you're going, right? And it's that beautiful balance of living in the present moment where we don't stay too much in the past and just ignore, right? We don't we don't live in the past, we don't live in the future, but both the past and the future kind of shape us and suspend us and hold us in the present moment. It's just such a beautiful balance. And then Moana, she decides to go after Taka, the lava monster, again. So she quits, she leaves everything behind, she decides to go after the lava monster again. Now, here's a really cool thing about the lava monster. So the lava monster Taka, she can't touch the water. So the ocean does all it can to protect Moana. But this is where I love to use this, this analogy of the ocean is love and Takah, the lava monster is fear and hate. So there's love and beauty, like the love. And then there's the fear and the hate. Takah, the lava, the fear and the hate is so powerful and it can still stop us, but it can't touch the love. The love always immediately puts the fire out. And so Moana, she, um, she goes after Taka. And Maui sees her, is inspired by her, and then comes to save her, and comes to help, and he and he breaks his hook, he breaks his hook, and he sacrifices everything for her, and it's it's really awesome. And then there's this beautiful moment where Moana gets there to Tafiti to return the heart to restore the heart of the ocean, and Tafiti's gone, and she realizes Tafiti is Taka, this love and this hate, they're all one, and she turns to the ocean and she says, let her come to me. Are you kidding me? This is the most beautiful imagery. She invites this fear. She invites this pain, this fear, this pain, this hurt. She sees it for what it is. It's hurt. It's fear. It's pain. She sees it for that, And she asked the water to part to make this way. And this lava monster, it's the scariest part. The lava monster comes crawling. It's like very like um, Moses in the Red Seas. The sea parts and the lava monster crawls to her and she holds up the heart. She reflects the goodness of the lava monster back to the lava monster. Okay, here's what we need to know. The minute Moana knows who she is, she has the power to defeat and help this lava monster. So once she knows who she is, she is able to truly see who this lava monster is. The lava monster is Tafiti. And she holds up the heart and reflects back to Tafiti, "This is who you are." And she says, "They have stolen the heart from inside you. but this does not define you. This is not who you are. You know who you are. It takes someone who knows who she is to restore Tafiti to who she is. And that is why I say the gospel of Moana is we save the world by saving our hearts. By Moana saving her heart, by knowing who she is, by discovering, by having faith, by trusting the ocean, for journeying across the sea, for fighting the monsters, for going into the realm of the underworld, right? For quitting and then deciding she knows who she is and she's not going to let the failure define her. Only... After all of that, but, but not, not just only because along the way she inspires Maui and she empowers Maui, but she is able to accomplish this great work. She is literally able to save the world with love, with the heart, with the actual, like it's the heart, it's love. And she restores this love to this lava monster of fear. And it's so beautiful. She says, they've stolen the heart from inside you, but this does not define you. The people who have hurt you in your life, they may have stolen the heart from inside you guys, but it does not define you. These failures, this pain, this heartbreak, this hard time, it does not define you. You know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, well, it's a good question to start to think about. But the reason why I love Moana so much is none of her answers come from her accomplishments and her achievements. The big the big. Hooray, the big achievement of the story, to me, isn't when Moana restores the heart of the ocean. It's when Moana discovers and understands who she is before (laughs) she has saved the world. And that's what we all have to do. Amen.
1: sounds so easy.
0: Amen. (laughs) (laughs) The gospel of Moana. Questions, suggestions, answers, feedback? I'm not sure. What do you guys think about this? I want to thank you for going on this journey with me. I want to thank you for letting me share my thoughts and ideas. I also want to thank Shine Cosmetics for being on board, for sponsoring and being part of an episode that I told them was going to be called The Gospel of Moana. (laughs) I want to remind you guys that um, I want to help you be shiny, not in the Tomatoa way, but in the Moana way. And you can get my lip gloss 15% off. Use that code Allison. There's a link to it. I just want to thank you guys. Do you know how much fun it is to have somewhere to share this? And I'm going to be honest with you. I I made Eric stop recording a couple of times because I got, like, really self-conscious and felt like, is this stupid? Like, why am I talking about the movie of Moana and, like, count for count sharing all of the things that have inspired me about Moana? But it's seriously... Like I said, the other day, like I turned that song on, the one that I read to you, and I go back to these things and they just, they help me so much. There's beauty everywhere. There's truth everywhere. And I hope that in me sharing the beauty and truth I found from this fun movie that I, I enjoy watching my with my kids, that you're able to see the beauty and truth more around you too. And it helps you know who you are and believe in yourself a little bit more. Um, Eric, do you have some reviews for us?
1: Uh, I do. This is a great one. This is from Sharon and ma'am. She said, I had the choice to walk away from or reclaim my marriage right before the pandemic hit. When the cards you were dealt are taken away and a new hand is dealt, it's so difficult to play. I chose to fight for our future, our family, and have been devouring everything I can that is beneficial for growth and healing. Cling to what is good. Your podcast is good. In this storm we're in, we all need to know we are enough, right now, this minute. Thank you, Allison and Eric, for creating content that people are thirsty for. My husband thought I would walk out the door, but I looked him in the eyes and said, Satan doesn't get to have you or this family. We've been through some therapy, and after watching a bazillion YouTube videos, studying and reading books and about attachment, trauma, and reconciliation, we're now listening to your show. I found it's like listening to my besties, so I send them to him. Our lives are going to be whatever we make it. We've made the choice to renew our vows. Thank you for helping me remember I'm awesome, and I get to make this life awesome, even in the face of uncertainty.
0: Sharon, you're incredible. Every single thing that I would hope to say in regards to the episode that we just recorded wrapping it up to what I hope people would take away from it to why we do what I do. You just recounted back by sharing your story. So, wow. I just want to say thank you so much. Be sure Sharon, (laughs) to send us an email to, okay, I'm going to let the the tears go. Awesome with Allison at thealisonshow.com. Thank you so much for sharing that beautiful um, story. We're so grateful that the podcast is helping you in that journey, and you're amazing, and we're gonna send you some goodies, which is the very least we can do after a review like that. (sighs) You guys, you really are the hero of your story. The journey might scar you. (laughs) People come in and out of your life. The relationships of your life, they don't define you. They don't make you entirely who you are. What people take from you, what people do to you, it does not make you who you are. All of those things can help contribute to what you learn and how you interact in this world, but who you are is just light. You exist outside of this physical plane of thought, of mind, of brain, and your worth does not depend... On anything on this physical plane, we love you. We're rooting for you. We're grateful for you, and I want to remind you: only you can be you, and you're already as awesome as you need to be. What are you gonna take us out on after this?
1: Oh, man, we've been through some uh, crazy trials, adventures. <laughs> I want you to I want you to sit back on the beach and just relax. This uh song is called Hawaii. Oh it's, fun. It's, it's themed Pacific Ocean. Yeah. You know, I I play a lot of stuff from our my library, Pleasant Pictures Music Club, that's hard hitting, big beats, but we have a lot of simple, minimal, you know, beautiful songs. And this is one of them. This song is called Hawaii. It's ukulele little electric guitar. Oh my
0: gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's
1: just simple. I mean it's not gonna blow your mind, but it's
0: it is, it's blowing my mind. I mean,
1: it's just a it's an it's a relaxing little track. And you know what? If you ever needed this for your video, you could go to pleasantpictures.club, sign up, use code AWESOMEWITHERIC, and get 20% off, making the library approximately $80 a year, which is stupid cheap. So for the best music on the internet, head to pleasantpictures.club. This song is called Hawaii.